Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Chris Connolly. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Above all, we love bringing librarians and great books together. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, welcome back to the Library Love Fest podcast. Uh, I'm Lainey Mays, and we have an episode of Editors Unedited coming at you this week. And I want to introduce Katie Hamilton, Senior Editor at Harper One. Hi, Katie. Hey, thanks, Lainey, for having us. Yeah, of course. We're very excited to have you and uh, very excited for this interview. And I'm going to pass it to you to introduce our guest. Great. Well, I have a great guest for us today, Propaganda. He is a, a poet, a musician, a political activist, a podcaster, a husband, a father, and I have to say I love on your Instagram profile the self-proclaimed Anthony Bourdain of coffee. Meaning Correct. Importantly. <laughs> so you are keeping really busy with all of these things, yeah? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And we're keeping you even more busy because we're about to release your first book into the world, Terraform. Can you believe it that it's almost here? That's wild. You yeah. you go, hey, I want to write a book. Let's go find a publisher. And you find <laughs> a publisher and you're like, wait, did we find a publisher? Did this happen? And then and then once you landed, you're like, oh yeah, you got to write a book. And it's like, right. Wait, I have to actually write it? Yeah. And then now we're here. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that kind of came to mind as I was thinking about this is you're used to releasing art into the world, whether it's your albums or your poetry, like you're not a stranger to that, but this is the first time, yeah. like you just said, that you've written, developed, and now about to publish a book. So I'm kind of curious to hear you talk about the similarities and differences between your other creative For pursuits sure. and then writing a book. Yeah. So a few years back, I did like a self-published book of, of just poetry, you know, um, with, with poetry and photography. It was a, it was the first time I was like, can I do it? you know, um, and granted, it was a little bit different because it was like a lot of poems were already written. And then there was um, just a few ones I had to write, you know, uh, to, to fill the book out. But I remember the feeling of like writing for literature being so different than writing for performance. And that was something that like, whether it was music or spoken word, uh, or even podcasting, whatever the case may be, in the back of my mind, actually in the front of my mind, almost always is the show. You know, how is this going to be live? You know, um, so this was so it was new to be like, oh, the the words really have to do all the work. You know, I can't do the tones and the pregnant pauses and stuff like that. Like that was something that was like a a new thing. And then now with this particular situation, which was like, okay, now I'm in the big leagues. You know. Um, the idea of having someone else look at it and having say, you know, say it into being like, uh, I don't know if this works, bro. You shouldn't, you said that already, this and this, that was like, I was nervous about it. Um, cause even with music, it's like somebody may, um, 
have a comment on the delivery or the inception or the production. But as far as like what I wrote, I'm like, no, 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 no. These are my bars. You know, you, you don't get a say, you know. Um, this was like, I, I found it, it was like a new toy, you know what I'm saying? And like, where you just, you, you're like, oh, this is, this is cool, you know? And, <laughs> and, um, but it's definitely like, it's its own thing. And I, and I, I really learned to like, enjoy that process, the collaborative process mm. of like, you know, here, here's my raw data, you know, and, um, letting other eyes be on it. It was really fun. That's great. It's funny that you say you were nervous about the editorial process and the collaboration yeah. of it because you were such a great collaborator all the way through. And I always felt that uh, in our conversations, both on the page and as we talked through the book, it yeah. was just getting better and better. So what did you yeah. feel you learned through that editorial process? about uh, Yeah, the, um, the idea of having a dope editor, you know, uh, <laughs> is like the biggest thing, you know what I'm saying? Somebody you could trust, mm -hmm. um, which is crazy. Cause it's like, when I think of like music production, I don't, I don't get into like the studio with somebody I don't already trust, you know, that I'm like, I don't have to give a lot of direction to, I don't have to be tiptoe around, you know what I'm saying? Like, I trust that you know what the hell you're doing and I just let you do what you do best. And uh, it was crazy to have that feeling with this. That's the way, that's what I learned is like, oh, it's the same thing. It's still just trust, you know what I'm saying? So if you trust the person you building with who really understands what you're going for, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You like, you understand what I'm trying to say, you know, uh, then I can trust that like, there's not a lot of scaffolding or more explanation as to like, well, no, that's not what I meant. This is what I meant. I don't like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, I don't have to do that. You do understand what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I learned that like, yeah, it's the same thing. You have to trust your creative partner, you know what I'm saying? And just, and, and, and function in that, um, in that humility of like, hey, you're not the smartest person in the room and you nor should you be. You know what I'm saying? Like you should have people around you that are like very skilled in their areas. You know, it only makes the product better. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like I always say when I'm working with authors that you are the smartest person in the room for me for this book. Like that's yeah, yeah, why yeah. I, that's why I and we as an imprint signed you up for this book because we thought Word. that your writing style, your message, what you bring to the table is, yeah, is important and that you have something to say and you can um, put that together on the page. And so I love the collaborative effort of, okay, you have that expertise. How can then I as editor work with you to make sure that it's as clear and effective and that we are communicating yeah. that message to the reader. And I think that's a lot of what we did in yeah. the editing process. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like that. I definitely didn't feel like I was treated like the rookie you know uh which i wanted to come with that level of humility of like yeah i, I mean just because it's like just because you recorded a demo in your closet doesn't mean you know how to make albums you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i'm like yeah just because i like you know I, re I released a book before it's like well did you do you you know what i'm saying um so that humility of, of this really being my like first like debut book mm -hmm. of like you know um I, I really enjoyed it. Like I made myself sort of slow down and savor the the experience of like, dude, you you did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And you did it with the 
best possible partner. You know, like I have no regrets. Super That's dope. Great. Well, yeah, it's a great accomplishment and I can't wait until the book is actually out and people are reading it and getting a chance to experience it. Actually, one thing I thought I would ask you about is, um, and we'll get to what the book is here in a minute. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. We haven't even listening. talked about the book. I know. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. The love uh, fest. Exactly. Uh, but one thing that was really important as we were talking through the book from the very beginning stages was the the visual element of it. Um, and partially that comes from your background in design, your experience as an artist. And it's something that yeah. we took into consideration for not just the cover package, which is gorgeous and absolutely yeah. wasn't a part of it, but also the interior. We really tried to think about how do we make the experience of the words on the page and the way they're presented, uh, present the feel and evoke what we're trying to to have a reader experience. Yeah. So tell us a little more about your thinking behind that. Yeah, I yeah, like she's, like you said, I, I come from visual arts. That was my first love. Illustration um, was what I went to school for. I, before that, I was just like hanging on the side of freeways, a little graffiti artist. I'm from <laughs> I'm from LA. Like, you know, sorry, I didn't I didn't gang bang. I wrote on walls. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but uh, having this like idea that the aesthetic, the visual experience is just as much a part of sort of the process and the liturgy of the oral and written experience was like paramount for me. That was what, for me, that was like a non-negotiable that it had to be visually uh, intriguing, you know? Um, so the mindset of that was that like, I try to even in a, I'm, I, I'm gonna keep comparing this to music, but like, I, I mean, anyone, within a 10 year radius of my age group, like knows the feeling of buying a new album, you know, if, whether it was a vinyl or a CD or something, taking the inset out and opening up the folds and look, hanging them on your wall, you know, tearing out pictures from magazines. Like that's part of the experience. I, I really, I remember legit being like, Nobody bother me for the next two hours. I just got this new record. I'm gonna be sitting here, you know what I'm saying, with my little boom box, reading all of the credits, you know what I'm saying? And just like the visual part of it is part of the experience. So I wanted that for this book. And I always wanted that for my albums too, that like, they're not, I don't make a bunch of singles. I make a body of work, you know what I'm saying? And that like, and it, and it requires you to like, you have to sit with it, you know? Um, so I wanted that for this book too, that like, you know, you, you sit with, so then, so then the, the next challenge was to be like, if this, if there's such a visual uh, part of the artwork, it was like, well, how do I translate that like immersive experience to the audiobook? Uh, so, and this was the, so now it's like, oh, now I get to perform, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so it's really, it was like my, my background in visual arts and, and just and just trying to harken back to that feeling of like, uh, that you're holding an artifact, you know what I'm saying? Uh, something I wanna keep for a long time, even if it's like, like I remember, I mean, again, like anybody within a 10 year radius of our age group was like, if I buy a new toy, I might buy two of them because one of them I'm gonna keep in the pack. You know what I'm saying? And the other one I'm gonna play with, tear up, you know what I'm saying? Throw in the dirt and stuff like that. So like, I want that for this book too. Yo, highlight, doggy ear, like do what you gotta do. Tear out pages, print it on stuff. But they have another one that you like this on my coffee table. This one is like pristine, 
You know what I'm saying? So that's what I, that's what I wanted for the visual aspect of it. Mm. That's really cool. And I like that you said earlier that it's something to sit with and, mm-hmm. and we created, we created more space around yeah. the poems and the margins of the book and then have these, yeah. these visual pauses with the artwork through each chapter. And yeah. you do feel like it's something like you said that you can soak in and yeah. uh, hopefully just let it in teach you, inform you, inspire you, I mean, all these things, but it's cool how the visual can do that. And then, as you said, even the audiobook itself is a whole other yeah, ver- uh, version of it that's going to be yeah. so cool to get to hear you perform it. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of different ways that people can interact depending on, you know, what works for them and Trans- what they like. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then let's talk about what this book is all about. Okay. Um, yes. Especially because I think it's such a unique concept for a book. And even I remember when I got the proposal, and I was like, hold on, I know Prop, I know his music, um, and I like him and his music and his messages, but here he's coming at me with a science fiction yep. <laughs> book idea. <laughs> and I also love that because I love reading science fiction books, totally. but I was like, what is what is it he's trying to do here? So can you, the book is called Terraform, which is a, yes. a science fiction, uh, or really even just scientific yeah. um, uh, method of if you're going to make another world habitable, how do you do that? So if you can walk us through how that became the central metaphor for this book and then, yeah, what it means for how you unpack that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, Terraform. Yeah, as a side note, I am (laughs) the biggest, like, uh, nerd. You know, I'm just this, like, there's so many, like, nerdy things in science. Science and science fiction is one of them. Just, I subscribe to astronomy today just for fun. And dark matter is wild, um, but I'm off topic. So yeah, Terraform, like you said, is building livable worlds is the, the subtitle. So yeah, it comes from science fiction, the idea of like making a ham, uh, uh, a planet able to support life, right? The, the process is called terraforming. So the idea is like, uh, if we look around on the planet we're on now, it's becoming less and less livable, you know? Uh, whether it's interpersonally, you know, socioculturally, and even just geologically, you know what I'm saying? Like all the experts are saying within 30 years, we might be out of fresh water, you know? Um, So uh, while we all have our eyes on Mars and trying to make Mars inhabitable, uh, if we don't start thinking about our own planet in the same way, we're just gonna do Mars the way we did Earth, you know? And uh, so, so the idea was saying, what if we thought about building a livable world here in the world that we're in now? Um, so, so the way that we're flowing through this, it's it's a it's a it's poetry and short for it, short form essays, um, really exploring the idea of like uh, building a more livable, a more just, a more loving world, not only. Uh, macroly at the 10,000 foot level, but also in your own communities, in your own family, in your own neighborhood, and then ultimately within yourself, you know, that your own brain can be a more livable world. Because again, uh, I don't know if you've been around, our own heads are starting to be unlivable, you know? So um, that's what I wanted to talk about, like give you this, this, I give you something to wrap the whole idea around of saying, hey, like, you're building a, you're, you build a culture. Culture is made by your own hands, by our own things. So it's like, well, let's, if it's not tenable, then that's on us. Let's make it tenable, 
So yeah, that's that's kind of the the through line through the thing, and 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 then I just go bouncing back and forth between self reflection, cultural commentary, and um, and and uh, geology. Uh, yeah, so it's <laughs> and it's, cosmology and, and cosmology. A bunch of yep. <laughs> whole lot of ologies. We talk about the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I love a nerd. That. Yes, I love the nerdiness. Um, and. Yeah, I think that's so great. Um, I'm curious, you were writing this book about how to create a more livable world mm -hmm. in the midst of not only a pandemic, a global pandemic, yes, um, but also the racial reckoning and the, yes. the you, you were writing before the murders of George Floyd and Breonna yeah. Taylor, but then we were writing and editing in the midst of the aftermath of all of that. Yeah. And I'm just kind of curious, I mean, here you are giving people both, like you said, self-reflection and also cultural commentary mm -hmm. on how do we make our, our, our world, but also our communities and ourselves better. What kind of came up from you writing this and developing this through both the pandemic and the racial reckoning? Yeah, man, that was, it's one of those things to where this, I hope y'all, I hope, I hope y'all listeners hear this, like, this is going to sound super self-aggrandizing, but I don't mean it that way. Uh, but I often found that whenever I put out content, it's rarely appreciated when I put it out. It's always like a couple years later is when somebody goes, oh my gosh, man, like prop was really saying some things, you know? So I never feel like I get to ride any waves. I'm always like a couple steps ahead, you know? And then someone says, looking back at an album a year ago, like, wow, that was, we really needed that. So. Mm -hmm. In this process, I was, the whole thing was so metaphorical, so ethereal, so in the rafters until the global pandemic. And it was like, oh my gosh, we have to start over. This is it. And it's like, now's our chance. Let's, okay, look, everybody had to go home. Earth put us on punishment. You know what I'm saying? We, we all, Earth, we're all grounded. Okay, cool. <laughs> How are you going to do it better when you get out of this, when you get out of punishment, you know? So I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is, so it really made me go, yo, this is taken out of the, the realm of theory to like now, like this is where we are. And in the middle of that, like you said, you have the George Floyd uprisings and, and this, this racial, you know, looking back at like the same problem because you, we ain't never dealt with it in the first place, popping back up again, you know what I'm saying? was like, again, this idea, like, look, this is what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like it's ha it's happening. It's happening right now. What? Oh my gosh, guys! Like look at it. Like sometimes I feel like the uh, I feel like the crazy-haired scientist in like the doomsday apocalypse movies that no one listens to. That's going, guys, guys. The meteor's on the way. You know. <laughs> and then at some point, some handsome like you know perfectly jawed like you know lead lead character leading actor goes hey guys i think there's a meteor on the way and the scientist is like oh my god this is you know what i'm saying so like i felt like this is what happened during this book you know what i'm saying so what came up into me was like uh i like really okay so i'm on the right path here i'm writing something very important and it was and it was able to like really tie things to something that's like not so you know, metaphorical or ethereal. I think that was one of the biggest, biggest like uh, hurdles in the book was to bring this concept that was rather lofty and heady, 
down mm. to the soil that we were at, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and this happening um, uh, really helped. That's incredible. Um, yeah. I think the whole point of bringing it out of theory, as you just said, and into action is a great way of saying it. And what I hope that a lot of readers will get from reading this book and, and something that you did that I thought was cool throughout the book is not only were you giving these essays and poems and reflection, but there's also, there are some practical pieces that people can take and say, all right, in my voting or in my community, um, community engagement or with my mm -hmm. family members and the conversations I'm having or with myself and some of the work I need to do, like yeah. here's some things I can do to mm -hmm. um, improve in this. So I guess thinking about people receiving and reading this book in June, Mm -hmm. When we're when we're hopefully emerging from <laughs> our isolation our and our cocoons yeah. and out of the global timeout, as you've called it, yes. <laughs> like that. Um, what do you hope people will will do when they read this book and what it inspires in them? Man, um, honestly, my hope really is yeah that reflection, that challenge. I always like you know I'm I'm still a, in, in my heart of hearts just a little hip-hop rapper kid so i hope people are going oh you know when they're reading through the things but i hope really that they see themselves and they like take up the challenge you know what i'm saying like the book has like at the end of each chapter little challenges um just you know they're not too engaging you know or too involved they're very engaging but they're not too involved like you could pull it off you know and try it you know what i'm saying and um you know start thinking about the world, the space that they're on, think about the space that they exist in and what they can do to make that space better, you know? Um, and just really like, yeah, just, I, I really hope people sit with it. I would be sad, but I would understand if it's like you do the like one and a half times, you know, or two, two times like speed through the book because you just want to burn through it. I hope no one burns through it. I hope you take your time. I hope maybe you don't finish in another year. You know what I'm saying? That like, you just take your time through this thing. Mm, that's good. Take mm. up the challenge to make our spaces better. I mean, mm. that's great. Yes, absolutely. Great way of saying it. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, I think this is a wonderful, important, timely book. And I'm mm. glad that it's something that people had to chew on as they come out of their, yes. their cocoons here. Um, so yeah, I think there's gonna, you're gonna be helping us continue these conversations. And like you said, it's not just in June, but we'll keep doing it as we keep doing this work. And uh, yeah. uh, thanks for leading the way too. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You know, when you're pitching a book, you talk to a bunch of different publishers, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I knew what I was looking for. The biggest paycheck isn't always the best situation. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, and then sometimes, you know, I'm looking for the synergy. I'm looking for the vibe. I'm looking for someone who could catch the vision. You know what I mean? And then carry it through. Cause then it's like, you have all these different, like you're juggling all these different thoughts. Like maybe somebody catches the vision, but really just doesn't have the know-how to carry the vision through, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you make this best possible artifact you can and then it just sits on the shelf because these people don't know what they're doing you know what i'm saying but then it's like you have this other people that are like we have these well-beaten paths and i'm gonna put you on one of these paths mm. but you need to make sure you fit in it so we're gonna take what might be there shape you into our pipeline and put you through it and it's like i don't want that either you know so finding a home that was like both 
you know, the team was like excited as I was, you know what I mean? Um, that wasn't just selling themselves to be like, hey, pick us, you know, we, we could do this. We've done the, we've done the math. We could do this. You know what I'm saying? But like, no, really, this is, we vibes with him. Like, you know, you in the, in the first call, it's funny, like shouts to you in the first call, you, you mentioned a few like deep cuts from my career. Like, like this ain't even a single, like, how do you know this song? You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, you was at that event? Like that wasn't even a big event. Okay. She knows she, okay. She really know, you know what I'm saying? Um, those sort, that sort of like, um, interaction just gave me such a confidence and reassurance that I'm like, yeah, this is who we working with, man. And then just the process step by step through by through, even giving me a lot of space when I was writing of like, no, just call me whenever you're ready. Just, you know, not a lot of like, Hey, so can I see this? What about this? Can we, you know, I'm like, nah, like, Oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. I, trust me. I'll get there. You know, um, that is dope. And then plus the testimony of like, you know, the reputation from friends who've worked with your team that was just like, yeah, I, I, I can't be more satisfied with the publisher. No, well, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I feel like you kind of mentioned like in that first call, it was going from, oh, I'm a fan of this person to, oh, I'd like to work with this person because yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. have something to say. And, and I think yeah. we could, we could make it something great if we worked on this together. So yeah. I'm pleased to hear that it's been a great experience for you. And totally. I think we have so much more to go with getting it out into the world and yeah. um, so much excitement to come. This book's going to blow you guys' mind. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to tell you. Also shout out librarians. Can I tell you, can I tell y'all something that's like to my shame is I remember when I started college and you were picking, you know, you pick a man, like I said, I was in the art department. So I picked that, but I've always been there. My father was a black Panther. So we, who's at the library all the time. And I used to always think the library situation was like, there has to be a better way to organize this. Like, I don't understand why it's so hard to find a book. Like I just, what is this thing? And then I, and then I felt vindicated. Cause I was like, it's a major in college. Like this system is so confusing <laughs> that you have to, there's a full major in college to navigate libraries, right? <laughs> So I was like, I look, at that point, my respect and awe for those that take up the mantle of managing and functioning. And, and again, I'm from the inner city. So like, you have to remember for us, library, that was our source for the internet. You know what I'm saying? It was a safe place to go when they were shooting out in the streets. You know what I'm saying? You could always go to the library. It, for me, when I was a kid, it was a reward, you know, if I, if I did the right things, you know what I'm saying? Like I got good grades, my mom would take me to the library, I'd get a book, you know what I'm saying? And the point is what what the library played, you know, even even sucky ones, like, you know, we had a few sucky ones in our, in our, uh, in our city. It didn't matter the space that, you know, the library created for, you know, us kids who weren't out there shooting. It was just such a safe space. I, I, I apologize for writing on your walls on the outside and, scribbling my name inside of books I just look I didn't we didn't have an art department in, in my I'm from the inner city we had no art department so we had to, <laughs> we had to teach ourselves how to, how to draw and paint and take books out and the art books and then draw in them so I apologize now but thank you for what you've done in my life <laughs> I love that love for librarians. And you're kind of saying the librarians are the original terraformers. So that's a day. It all comes Here back. Oh, full 
circle. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Me too. Oh, that's great. Well, Prop, thanks for talking to us today. Oh, thank um, you. Honored. Everyone go check out Propaganda's new book, Terraform, coming out June 8th. Yep. Buy Pre-order. it, listen to it, pre-order it. All the Pre-orders things. are up, uh, right? Pre-orders yeah, no, are up. Let's go. Up. <laughs> all right. Um, and just, this is great. It's been great getting to talk to you about it. So. Yeah, okay. you too. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.